0: Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished.
1: Oh boy.
0: Sam's sister is an unhappy bride.
1: And he discovers nitrous oxide The ending is pretty gross Oh boy!
0: Featuring Featuring Kristen and Leet Leet. Yeah! Hi Kristen! Hi Leet!
1: Welcome to Oh Oh, Boy! boy. It's It's Kristen Kristen and Leet! Leet. You're Kristen!
0: You're Leet! Oh, that almost (laughs) tripped me up.
1: (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) this is a show where we watch Quantum Leap and then talk about Quantum Leap.
0: Yeah, it's basically about Quantum Leap. And we just watched the episode called Kamikaze kid, right?
1: Kamikaze kid spelled with a C because our main character's name is Cam. Yes. Doesn't really have any bearing on the episode.
0: I'm also like, I don't I don't really understand is he like a big drag racer? Because everybody makes fun of him and his car in this, which he has kamikaze written on the back of but everybody calls the mom mobile it seems to be the mom mobile that's my guess because i'm like was it his mom's old car or it looks like a mom car but clearly he has some pride in it because he calls it the kamikaze well he calls it the
1: mom mobile he just has oh, kamikaze kamikaze written on it
0: i don't know man yeah i, w- I was very confused because they all thought it was like hilarious when he threat when not threatened when he challenged at the end of the yeah. episode, Bob to a drag race, and they all thought that was crazy. And I'm like, didn't we start with him in a in drag, a drag race? race? Like, he's a racer.
1: He is, but he also loses the first race. Yeah. Then they don't reference racing again until the end. So maybe we we are just meant to assume, because he's a dweeb. This is the first thing we learn about him, is he's a pimple-faced dweeb.
0: As soon as he looks in the mirror, uh, Sam sees that he has leapt into a body that has... Pimples and braces, and he immediately is like, "Oh boy," uh, as he always is. But he is unhappy that he's playing that he's playing the role of such a nerd. And it's like, I just would love it if Sam just stopped judging these people for one second. He's so judgmental. Stop judging the characters Sam.
1: The very first thing the uh, the uh, voiceover narration goes, "Oh my God, I'm a dweeb." <laughs>
0: And it's also like you played that veterinarian, and how the test was won. Who was also a dweeb. It's just that he didn't learn it till the end. But it's like you haven't not done this before.
1: This is also the least part of the episode. This, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a tough episode. It's um, after after dealing with race relations last week. Now we have to deal with domestic domestic violence. Yeah. But all that said, it's. A very tightly constructed episode. I I thought it was a
0: good episode, yeah.
1: Craft-wise, I think it's the best one yet.
0: Uh, You've been mentioning things being introduced that have value later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, This was very good for that. Everything was very, you know, resonant throughout. Although, you know, I question the validity of some of it. But we'll we'll get into that. Like, there's a lot of... Fingers crossed, this will work. But that they treat like scientific fact. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. He also makes a comment about the kid's braces when he he sees his braces and is like, "I could pick up yeah, radio I could radio signals on yeah. his
1: teeth."
0: Um, he's trying to improve his smile. Like, like, lay off. He's just a fucking kid. He's a teenager. Give him a break. Didn't you ever have braces? My God, I had headgear yep. retainer. Yep. Braces. Yep elastics yep uh glasses yep look at us now <laughs> no braces <laughs>
1: amateur podcasters still. we're still dweebs
0: yeah for the listeners we're, we're essentially uh brad pitt and angelina so yeah it's, we're gorgeous it's great
1: when sam leaps in into cam uh he's sam smoking leaps into cam sam leaps into cam he's smoking and uh uh, Sam immediately coughs and throws the cigarette out, and I'm like, "Who's the fucking dweeb now, Sam?" <laughs> and then we hard cut directly to like the the drive-in restaurant. We don't know like who that other driver was. Did he lose any money? Like nothing. We just
0: that race was so irrelevant.
1: Yeah, except that again, it it set up later. He's going to drag race again.
0: But I still don't get it because it's like all we need to know is that Bob is a drag racer. True. Because they all laugh at the the notion of Cam. Yeah,
1: raising. that would have been so much better. I mean, I guess like this is gonna be weirdly out of context for the listeners who haven't watched this episode. But oh, I don't care. But it, <laughs> fuck them.
0: Get out if you don't if you don't like it, you can leave. Um, I'm so sorry. Please subscribe. no. Please tell
1: your friends, <laughs> Raiden reviewed. <laughs>
0: God, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it would have been
1: so good. We definitely should have. Yeah, he should have been like just hanging out at the at the. Full restaurant on nerd. or uh, maybe watching a drag race or something like that. That would have been fun. Yeah, but no, even better because like he's he's not even cool enough to know where the drag race is happening. So he's just like there, and everyone comes in f- from having. Oh yeah, okay. Let's rewrite this episode. He starts at the um we basically start in scene two where he's he's just hanging around at the restaurant, and then all the other cars drive up from having been at a drag race. Yes, much better. Yeah, fucking uh, Bob, uh, our villain in this episode, Bob, uh, just won the big car that is going to come up later. That's yeah. better.
0: I, I love how we started by being like, this was one of the better written episodes. And immediately were like, but here's how it could have been much better. Well, I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it makes me think that we have a <laughs> low opinion of the other episodes. <laughs> We're like, this is the tightest episode, and it still requires very much yeah. <laughs> editing.
1: Could have, could have used one more draft.
0: Yeah.
1: We're now on scene two.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, where he's somehow
1: um, mysteriously turned up at the, um, at the, at the restaurant, and uh, Bob, who's the, uh, king bad. shit, he's, he's, he's uh, the coolest teen. They turn up. Um, Bob's driving a very cool white car of some make and model.
0: I know the cars kind of looked similar to me but they were like you' have such a crappy car and m- my car is really great I'm like I don't know man they both look like cars yeah to they're me. both
1: they're both you know 1960 <laughs> era cars so to me they're both like super cool
0: yeah this... we have Jason Priestley as one of the friends yeah, Jason so Priestley is in this Canadian yeah as uh, representation as presentation there
1: uh law uh, in Canada when you see a Canadian actor you have to go you know he's
0: Canadian <laughs> ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so we've got like the 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 tough guys. Yeah, um, it's
1: it's Bob the uh, the ringleader. He's got two cronies, one of whom is Jason Priestley. <laughs> He's got his girlfriend, who is Sam's sister, Cheryl. Yes, and then we've got the tomboy Jill,
0: who shows up, uh, real baby faced. Um, and we're like, we immediately clocked. This is a very young, yeah. very young actor. At the
1: time, we were like, oh, she's 16. She looks 16.
0: 16. We were like, maybe 15. Maybe
1: the actor maybe. is 18. Yeah. We'll
0: come back to we'll this. We'll come back
1: to this. But um, so this is our, basically, this is our cast of characters for the episode. The parents <laughs> are going to come in, but they don't really play a big part. Oh, boy. But do they
0: make an, an impact?
1: They do sam does like a pretty ballsy piece of dedu- deductive reasoning which is uh, Cheryl. with cheryl he guesses cheryl's name because cheryl is written on bob's car yep but like i would assume that the car's name is cheryl exactly the next note i have is uh the tomboy is just clearly in love with sam or with, oh, with she says it too to Cam. cheryl
0: so oh yeah yeah this, um, we have confirmed that she has a crush
1: yeah, this scene is mainly just establishing the character in dynamics. We know that um, Cheryl and Bob are together. Uh, yes. We know that Bob has these two cronies. Mm-hmm. We know that they bully Cam. That Jim is in love with Cam. Jill? Did I say Jill? Did I say Jim? I think you said Jim. Yeah, <laughs> um, that Jill is in love with Cam.
0: I was just like, mm-hmm, yep, because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a great listener. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so I guess that's what this scene is. It doesn't, like, not a lot of plot happens here, does it?
0: No, we're just meeting these colorful greasers.
1: Yeah, um, they throw, uh, they, after we get a, a little scene of Cheryl collect- connecting with Jill, uh, that, again, doesn't serve much except to prove that Jill loves Cam. But then yeah, we cut Cheryl's
0: back.
1: Cheryl's nice. Cheryl's nice. Uh, she took a year of psychology. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we cut back and see the the bullies stripping Cam naked.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Sam, his the first line we get in this scene is Sam going, you can't pants a guy with glasses. And then I think it was Jason Priestley who removes his glasses and says, okay, now we're good to go. And they strip him butt-ass naked and throw him in a dumpster.
0: Yep. Yeah, which um, I understand back in the day when bullying was just like, a fun thing that happened that you just navigate like as opposed to now where you're like, This this is full on sexual harassment or sexual assault, I would yeah. say. But it's kind of played for laughs, even from Sam and Al's perspective.
1: Yeah, again, I think even it's like, oh,
0: you're a grown man and you're being pantsed like a teenage dweeb. And
1: I think, yeah, look they're looking at it from the nineteen eighty nine perspective that they're like Isn't this a like a stupid barbaric thing that teenagers in the 50s used to or in the 60s used to do but now looking back with another 20 years uh uh insight we're like oh no this is potentially traumatizing this
0: is really bad for
1: real <laughs> like it ain't funny but then they keep playing it for laughs because uh jill the tomboy comes up and realizes that he's naked in the dumpster and collect up all his clothes then he says something nice to her, and she gets all excited and starts to run off with the clothes. Oh, and he has to call Jill. her back, and she, like, throws the clothes into the
0: dumpster and <laughs> runs <laughs> away. Yeah, she's she's very sweet. Um, she's so earnest. Al shows up while Sam is in the dumpster, yep. and Al's outfit was fantastic.
1: I'm glad that you're keeping track, because I've stopped taking notes on Al's uh, outfit, but go ahead.
0: I didn't even take note. Well, I just noted the sunglasses, because those were insane Um, he has these like bright red sunglasses yeah they're those like wraparound visor kind of sunglasses and they're like this plastic red transparent all the way around Mm -hmm. they look awesome and they're so red that it matches the very very red shirt he's wearing and a like crazy silver jacket
1: I remember the glasses I don't remember the rest of the outfit
0: this is the one fact thing that I'm, I'm going to be very good at in this episode no, is I think Al's it outfits. Is,
1: I think it's worth flagging Al's outfits because they are a Absolutely. high point of the show. Uh, he also has a, a brand new version of his Palm Pilot that he's been carrying around.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, this one, it lights up. That's all. Ooh.
0: Yeah, before it was just kind of like <laughs> lights.
1: a... It looked like it was just carrying a brick around and now it's like flashing lights and he still has to hit it every now and then to make it function, but...
0: As you do. It's a new version. In the year, whatever. The, what year are they from? I always forget this. What's the future year we've left?
1: They don't actually say it. I think at one point we calculated that it was 1996. Sam seems to be current age. Like Sam, 35. Yeah, they seem to be the same age, Sam and, and Scott Bakula. So I'm assuming it's just kind of 1989.
0: But then that's weird because the show was released in 1989. So we're led to believe that this is the current fashion that Al is wearing current 89 fashion I could be sold on that but
1: or maybe it's just like Sam looks young for his age maybe if he's like 42
0: because I buy think we, it.
1: we we determined that Scott Bakula is 35 at, at the time that he's shooting this hmm so maybe he's 42 giving us 1996
0: well that makes things even weirder for Jill. <laughs>
1: We'll talk about that. So after um, Sam manages to put his clothes back on and hop out of the dumpster, (laughs) we finally get the info dump from Al, which is saying that, that what Sam is here to do is to keep Cheryl from marrying Bob. Yes. Because they're getting married in like three days, but... Then her life goes to shit. Like they were supposed to join the Peace Corps together. Al says they don't actually go off and join the Peace Corps. Uh, Bob is an alcoholic who who is abusive to Cheryl, mm-hmm. and her life is ruined, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. After this like fun teenage romp in the fifties or sixty one, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, the like little carefree scene we see, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, she is headed towards a really terrible life
1: mm-hmm. and then uh, Sam also gets a bit of a monologue about how his sister married an abusive drunk and uh, he wasn't able to save her so he's now super motivated to save Cheryl yeah. again everybody, every episode they have to have like a, a personal investment in it it's not just like we want to help her for her own sake, but it's like, oh no, my sister had the same fate. And also, I had used to have a lot of black friends.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that—that that was what immediately came to mind as you as you said that. I'm like, wouldn't it have been great if, <laughs> like in the previous episode, it's like, well, we want to fix this because racism is wrong, not because
1: because I was invested.
0: I especially think that racism is wrong. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know black people.
1: <laughs> also, this is the first time like, that Sam has mentioned his sister. Like, I was thinking yeah. about this. Because, like, in episode one, we had, like, so much about his dad. And he misses his dad so much. He doesn't really seem to care much about his mother or sister.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's really... He hasn't mentioned the mother at dad. all yet.
1: Yeah, uh, Sam. Sam's now uh, home. He's managed somehow or other to find where, to figure out where Cam he lives. lives. Maybe he looked at his driver's license. <gasps> That's what it was. He looked at his mm. driver's license, found his way home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Google mapped
0: it. He meets his dad, who's just sitting at home in his underwear. Yeah, sitting at home, watching, watching. leaving it, leaving. <laughs> He's sitting at home, leaving it to Beaver. He's <laughs> Leaving it to the
1: beaver. <laughs> And, uh, oh, this is actually a running gag, is that uh, people keep
0: punching Sam in his arm. I was going to say, for a show, for an episode that deals so heavily in domestic violence Mm -hmm. and um, how serious it is, there's so much casual violence, like... That it's a little bit confusing. Not confusing, but it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean,
1: I suppose you could make the argument that uh, when they throw Sam in the dumpster, that that's just kind of foreshadowing how cruel Bob truly is. Oh,
0: for sure. Uh, sure. So
1: that's functional.
0: And that his friends maybe at this point don't know the difference between roughhousing and abuse.
1: Yeah, that that, that all tracks. Uh, And then from that, they've just kind of got this running visual gag throughout the episode of people punching Sam in the same right arm. And yeah. It's, like, just obviously, like, bothering him more and more throughout the episode. He must have, like, a giant just, bruise.
0: They all are just so good at finding that one spot that he always gets punched down. hmm Can um, we get to his mom?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah, he, uh, he gets called in the kitchen by his mom, who's...
0: We're told by his dad is on the warpath. She's on the warpath. Is she going to be terrifying? And then... She has no bearing on the plot. Well, the two mothers later yes. in the wedding scene, for sure, I think it's important that we see them and their general disappointment in the behavior of their husbands and son and the men in their life and this overall concern with the boys-will-be-boys boys attitude that's going on, which I thought was very interesting
1: mm-hmm. for this.
0: Yeah. Even for 89 to see a scene of like a bunch of women just putting up with a bunch of drunk terrible men yeah like it was interesting this is true i don't know if it did anything or whatever but like i just don't know why we from the beginning were led to believe i think that the mother was coded as this like terrifying i was like is she gonna is she abusive was was my first guess but she's not she just points out that uh the cleaning lady found a playboy in his room
1: i do think that's true that uh kind of when Sam enters his house and his um, dad is such the, this really big aggressive character. and then he meets his mom and she's also this big aggressive character. Yeah. It kind of belies uh, what's gonna happen later at the at the rehearsal. Um, so then- she
0: makes him kiss her and he does like the most
1: awkward. Like he, he like Lean instead of in he's in. much taller than her. Instead of leaning in and just kissing her, he like leans far below where he should, and then cranes his neck Gets up, her
0: chin to, kind of to kiss
1: her. Like yeah, yeah, side jaw. I'm like,
0: yeah, it was very weird. I'm like, you could have saved yourself stooping a few inches and just gone for the cheek, man. Like every normal person. Yeah, but then again, it's also <laughs> like, like if we if like we, a human being, Sam.
1: I love um th- this episode um. Is maybe a little messier in terms of uh, like what we've been talking about the last few episodes of uh, Sam's Swiss cheese posture and stuff. And like he has moments of being really maladroit in this episode. Like in the first instance when he gets Ooh, out of his.
0: Maladroit. Yeah, Good for you. That's a
1: $4 word. <laughs> um, but he, uh, like when he first gets out of the car, he kind of stumbles. And there's a few times like this kiss where he like seems really. Um, Gawky and and uh, lanky and teenagery, but oh, then yeah. also there are times when he when he is like just Scott Bakula, big tough guy. Um, so I guess you know uh, if we accept the Swiss cheesiness of Swiss cheese personality, we can be like, yeah, sometimes sometimes he's more inhabiting the teen, and sometimes he's taking over and driving the body a little more. Because right. uh, there's a, there are a few moments in this where he's like real tough guy, real yeah. tough. Yeah,
0: we um. Overlooked the part where Sam offers Al a bite of his sandwich, forgetting that he's a hologram. I'm like, why do you all keep forgetting that he's a hologram? It's pretty remarkable. Yeah,
1: he's constantly walking through shit.
0: (laughs) He's dressed like he's from another time and place. So you have a visual reminder. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, So after talking to his mom, he goes into his sister's bedroom and they have a, again... Real sweet conversation. Yeah. Um, it starts with the sister spilling the beans that Jill is in love with him, which is like, not cool, Cheryl. Yeah. Like, come on. Be cool. Be
0: cool, Cheryl. For a fucking second. God.
1: But then they start talking about, oh, their future, and uh, Cheryl's so excited to go to the Peace Corps, and uh, Sam starts gently being like, maybe you shouldn't get married.
0: And not trying to be like, I, I'm i aware that he's, that Bob is an abuser, Um which it's I guess again back then stripping someone naked and throwing them into a dumpster is a different thing, but I'm like, you mean the guy who ripped all your brother's clothes off and threw him in a dumpster yeah. is violent?
1: You mean the guy who we've only ever seen be an asshole <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, mean you mean the- he might be an asshole?
0: The twenty-two-year-old who day drinks from a flask.
1: Mm-hmm. She says, "Oh, like no, I have to marry Bob because um, he he won't go to the Peace Corps unless we're married."
0: So is that because Bob doesn't plan on going to the Peace Corps? So he's holding it over her.
1: That seems like yeah, that seems likely. He says, "We have to get married now because I don't want to go on the Peace Corps unless we're married." And then later on, we're going to say, like, oh, as soon as they get married, he's going to tell her that he doesn't want to go to the Peace Corps. So it's just a way to trap her, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Which is a shit move.
0: Yeah. We don't like Bob. Uh,
1: The next scene is, um, I I have the note, wedding dress blues.
0: The lingerie party, first of all. Oh, shoot.
1: The lingerie party. Let's talk about that.
0: Because, okay. So we we go to the scene, and in um, Cheryl's bedroom there's all this lingerie spread out um and then someone refers to the lingerie party that was thrown for her which is that I've a never thing I've I've never heard of it
1: Was that a thing in 1961 Is it like a bachelorette party but everyone gives her lingerie
0: Wouldn't it be funny though if do- Donald P Bellisario just assumed this is what girls do <laughs> they they go into their bedroom and just <laughs> spread out their lingerie everywhere and you know they had it.
1: one of those naked tickle fight parties
0: <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it felt like and oh god so we now have confirmation that al is a peeping tom a literal time traveling pervert yeah <laughs> because sam is like please don't tell me al that you stayed here and watched cheryl try on all this lingerie. And Al's like, wow, well, you, you could call it research. <laughs> and, like,
1: and it also caused me to ask the question, if Al took a picture, what oh, would yeah. the picture be? <laughs> this is L- Stetson Science Minute.
0: I, I imagine, just because of the horrors of time travel, that if you take a picture in the past, something like the, the picture that would come out would be like just a horde of ghosts <laughs> coming at you in rage like insidious style my, my <laughs> time traveling photographer my thought I really <laughs> wanted it to be
1: like Al shows up with a camera and start taking pictures of the lingerie party and then goes and gets the film developed and it's all just pictures of the imaging chamber walls <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh nuts! Oh shit! <laughs> All my research. Um. So
1: after after this horrifying conversation of <laughs> Al, who's like a fifty sixty year old man, oh just yeah. bombing in on this uh uh lingerie party, whatever that is.
0: Like I said, we now just we have complete confirmation that Al completely abuses his uh, abilities as yeah. a hologram. Al
1: Calavici, time traveling pervert. <laughs> yep. There's the spinoff series. <laughs>
0: That's the uh, late night (laughs) Quantum Leap spinoff.
1: Yeah. Then, um, yeah, uh, we get um, Cheryl bombing out of her bedroom, really stressed out because of wedding dress blues, is the note I have. Yeah. Um, She's stressed out because her mom wants her to wear her wedding dress. Bob's mom wants her to wear her wedding dress. She's just stressed out in general because of the wedding. Mm
0: hmm. And uh, she runs out, she's on the lawn mm -hmm. in a wedding dress which made me so nervous because I'm For like... grass stains? Yeah. I'm like, girl, get off the grass.
1: Uh, Sam helps her to unbutton the back of the wedding dress and he sees <sighs> bruises on the back of her neck.
0: Before we even get to the bruises, okay. I'm like, why did you start unbuttoning her dress on the lawn?
1: Yeah, that's weird too because they had one She's location. She's like,
0: help me get out of this. I'm like, what? Go inside. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, the important thing here is that he sees bruises on the back of her neck and... And um, suddenly
1: it feels very real. Yeah. Not just to us, but to, to Sam. Sam suddenly gets very upset because, like, if he's not even waiting until they're... Okay, that's yeah. a terrible way to phrase that. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, if if he's, like, bruising her three days before their wedding, like, he's going to be a goddamn monster.
0: That's absolutely true. Like, should this not be the good part like, the, the happy part yeah. of the happy time in yeah. your relationship.
1: <laughs> you know, like, the expression honeymoon's over? Like, honeymoon hasn't even started yet. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's exactly right. Um, which I guess also suggests, I, I guess for me, that this has been going on for a while. Sure. The speculation that Al said is that he becomes abusive. Exactly. It's like, so he flat out is abusive.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sam says, what are these bruises on the back of your neck?
0: Yeah, she's and like, she I goes, fell. I
1: fell. And he goes, that doesn't look like you fell. Bob rolls up in his car
0: with flowers. Well, he sees her in the dress for a second and is like, "You look great."
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes, "You can't see me. It's bad luck."
0: Yeah. Um
1: runs back inside. Yeah. And this is the first time when Sam like gets real tough. Yeah. Real tough. No longer Cam. This is 35-year-old Scott Bakula. Saying like, "No, this is not happening." Yeah. Again, his acting is good in this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, he really does it.
1: Mm-hmm. He's he's good at at um, doing the like gorge, uh teenager and then the angry avenging angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and kind of melding the two at times.
0: Yeah, and he, and he roughs up Bob a bit too. Like yeah. So we're seeing here that he, yeah. Um, it's it, it was a very interesting episode the way that they played that you know his anger towards uh his helplessness with his sister's relationship in the past being mm-hmm. reenacted in this is uh it was uh, touching
1: yeah so uh yeah um as you said uh bob's got flowers and and al says oh are those to apologize for for the, the bruises. bruises.
0: So, right out the gate, though. Yeah. Like uh, we know
1: Bob knows that Sam knows. It's all coming out. Like, everyone knows where they're at. Yes. Um, Sam even, like, grabs him by the neck and says, Oh, it's her. She had bruises, kind of like uh, the bruises that happen when you do this. And he grabs him by the neck. And uh, yeah, Bob yeah. actually looks a little frightened of him, this scrawny little kid. And also, like, he's grabbing him with. Scott Bakula's body, so he's probably a lot stronger than he looks in this moment, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty intense. Uh, for a while there, Bob looks pretty scared, but then <laughs> manages like he leaves, but but manages to kind of retain his dignity by by fucking like throwing the flowers at him and being like, tell Cheryl, I'll be back at six. was so like, okay, I guess you win, Bob.
0: I don't know. Jokes on you. I won't.
1: <laughs> he's he's treating it like a victory. <laughs>
0: You're going to have to wait while she gets ready because I didn't even tell her.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, he has to pick her up later for the rehearsal dinner.
0: Yeah. I did think that um, I just wrote a little note about how he does seem like, yes, he was a bit rattled by it. But he is awfully confident about the fact that it's like, so your future brother-in-law is fully aware that you abused his sister. Yeah. So he could tell the family. He could tell... I mean, maybe again, it's different in the fifties.
1: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, you could go to the cops, but they likely wouldn't. Do oh, they anything. wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I imagine back then.
1: He's got the confidence of like, we're getting married in two days, and then after that, like, she's my property, <laughs> <laughs> and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> then, yeah, the next thing we see is the uh, the rehearsal dinner. Or I guess the rehearsal ceremony is the first thing where uh, Bob's dad shows up late and plastered.
0: Yeah. And Bob doesn't care. Bob's Bob's
1: just like, oh, my dad is the coolest. What a
0: great guy. He sold three cars today. (laughs) He's not like at all like, I'm sad because my father showed up late to the wedding (laughs) rehearsal drunk. Like, what a terrible thing. But Bob's like, fuck yeah, dad. (laughs) Let's do it up.
1: Bob is real into his dad. Yeah. Loves him. Yeah, he's at the kids' table and watching uh, the first... We, we get a series of uh, speeches, first coming from Bob's dad, who's just a drunk asshole. Not, What's
0: he even saying in this His His
1: first thing was, oh, I'd like to... Uh, Thank uh, the most important person here. Long pregnant pause. The wine steward. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which is just a hilarious joke. And uh, uh, <laughs> Cam and Cheryl's dad thinks that's the peak of humor.
0: I mean, and he's generally being a terrible buffoon. And, and just... like, they shoot to the they cut to the wives, like his wife, and then um, Cheryl's mom, mm-hmm. and they're just so like. <sighs> defeated yeah you get this sad.
1: series of takes where you see like Ugh. cheryl connecting with bob's mom and bob's mom is like i'm so sorry and then like we see cheryl's mom joining in on this little like sad eye circle
0: which uh i suppose is very like in this moment cheryl deciding to subscribe to this lifestyle mm-hmm I think. Because, like, Bob's laughing along. All the men at the table are laughing along. And all the women are just sadly sitting there like, this is life. This is your
1: life. They're signaling, like, this is
0: what men are like. Welcome to marriage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, we know that she... Really, uh, she's a political person. She wants to join the Peace Corps. She really cares about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's a nice contrast is I can go somewhere and make a difference and be on my own, yeah, and do something with my life, or I can get married and just sadly look around the table at the people who are not plastered. <laughs>
1: at several generations of sad women. Yep. Um, uh, so after uh, Bob's dad's speech, Bob makes a speech uh, which i don't remember he gives her a color tv for a wedding present
0: i i suppose that the the point is leading up to sam's speech or cam's speech mm-hmm. is um is that for all that it's her wedding and usually the bride is the most i don't know if i agree with this mentality that the bride that's is the most important the zeitgeist, person. yeah. That's the zeitgeist. But literally no one has talked about Cheryl. They've given her, like, the TV, like, mm-hmm. but that's for them. Um, and, like, celebrated Bob and wine and everything else. But nobody's been like, congratulations, Cheryl.
1: Yeah. This is not about Cheryl. It's, um... Yeah, the, exactly. The, I don't know Bob's last name, but the Bob boys is kind of, like...
0: I think it's like Thompson or something very... Bobson,
1: Bobson, yeah. Uh, It's the Bobson (laughs) boys um, uh, just patting themselves on the back for, like, being great.
0: Yeah, you found another woman to put up with you, too. Good for you.
1: Yeah, so then Sam, as Cam, decides to make a speech, he does the ding, ding, ding on the glass with his knife, but it's a glass of milk. It's like a a crystal crystal wine wine glass glass. full of milk. Which is the stupidest thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it was really creepy to see for some reason. I'm like, ugh. Like, I, I had, like, a visceral reaction to seeing milk in a wine glass. Sam
1: it. Sam makes a speech that is actually very nice and says, oh, Cheryl, you could do anything. I'm so proud of you, and you're going off to join the Peace Corps, and that's the most valuable thing you could be possibly doing with your life. And he's, like, really hitting it on the head of, like, how much potential she has and how she, the subtext is how she's ruining her life by marrying so young.
0: yeah. Well, and it's the least sexist thing we've seen on this show yet. Yeah, I think you he's
1: know. He's like, he's like, and I, I have a note. I don't know if it was here or later, but just oh, it's uh in the um the wedding dress scene. I've just got like Sam is r- a really sensitive brother. Yeah, like he's just like gentle and kind.
0: Yeah, even even when he's like, okay, Bob is abusive and blah blah blah. Like he doesn't he's always very good to Cheryl mm-hmm. and respectful of her decisions and everything so it's just very nice
1: yeah but then he he manages to end his speech with like a little fuck you to uh Bob which is um after Bob Got her a color TV for their wedding present. Sam says, Oh, and uh, I'd also like to thank Bob because uh, there is no power on the island of Tonga. And so I'm going to be watching Bonanza in color, which is like, again, it's, I guess, foreshadowing the fact that they're not going to the Peace Corps. Yeah. Like, you bought, like, if you're going to leave the country for, like, I don't know how long the Peace Corps is, a period of years.
0: Yeah. Like, why did you buy a TV? Why did you buy
1: a TV? You're a fucking liar.
0: Interesting. Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a well-written episode. That's what we read about. Yeah, things paying off.
1: Do you have anything else on the toast? No. Because the next thing is the stupidest thing of all time.
0: Oh, the dance. The dance oh, sequence. No. Oh, no. It's so bad. Okay, so let's just set it I want you to set, set this up. Let's just set it up. Okay. Sam and Al are in the bathroom. Kissing. Oh, first, I do want to point out that Wally's at the child's the children's table a kid throws sauce in his face or something no no that was that was the uh, bullies the bullies Jason Jason Priestley Priestley
1: throws food at him I
0: see see that's what I thought at first but then I was confused because then Sam turns to the boy next to him and says something about like come to the bathroom with me. no he was talking to Al Okay, I thought he said that to the child. And I was like, Sam, you can't go telling children to go to the bathroom with you.
1: Oh, that also reminded me, because I did not make a note of this. But <laughs> another installment of Sam doesn't have enough sense not to talk to Al in front of people. Yeah. Because the bullies spot him. full
0: on just talking to no one. And that's what causes them to throw food
1: they, at him. They, uh, they spot him across the room having a full-on conversation with al at the kids table there's so many children around so many adults at the other table and he's just like fully talking out loud to another person who isn't there sam get better
0: <sighs> sam you have to know okay yeah so he goes to the bathroom
1: he goes to the bathroom to wash the creme fresh off his face <laughs> creme
0: um and he yeah so he he's talking to al Serious quantum leap stuff or whatever.
1: Yeah, like this is our plan. Their this is usual
0: stuff. And then a little boy.
1: <laughs> a little boy in a very nice tuxedo shirt and uh, vest.
0: A little boy in an adorable little purple mm-hmm. suit, like you said, comes in and they look at each other and they don't say anything to each other. Do Sam they? immediately starts dancing. Yeah, they don't say a thing. And Sam just starts dancing at the child. Mm-hmm. The child looks like he's like four or yep.
1: five. Five or six, yeah. And Checks also, out, I, I will mention uh, the, the underscoring for this is uh, the song Rock and Robin. Yes. But that is not diegetic. It is not playing in the bathroom. They're dancing to nothing.
0: Rock and Robin is just happening for us. For us. Because it's public domain, I believe. Is it? Oh, I should well, put that I in think everything. At least I make. it is now. I'm pretty sure it's public domain. I could be wrong. Huh.
1: Uh, so that's pretty dope. I'm going to put that if in. you you going to cut us that do into this episode.
0: A little Yeah. You, yeah, you can look it up first though. Yeah. Um but yeah. But
1: they're da- like again, just like in how the test was won, they're dancing to nothing.
0: This little boy instead of being like, uh I have to go back to my family or like why are you dancing? Yeah. Just decides, like Fuck yeah, we're we're dancing, Mm -hmm. and he just busts out these amazing moves. Well,
1: he's copying Sam. Sam keeps doing dance moves to him, and then he does them back. But also, like he's better though. Fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, he's an amazing little dancer. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And then it wraps up with the moonwalk. Sam starts moonwalking.
0: Moonwalk, and at this point, Leet and I just go like, okay, like in unison. And I'm like, so this is the Buddy Holly moment of this episode. Although it's not the reason why he was sent here. It's just a fun little thing.
1: (laughs) That would have been so funny if he leaped and like left everything else resolved. He's like, no. The little kid starts moonwalking out of the bathroom and then two other people dressed exactly like him go,
0: hey, Michael, come on. So you're like, okay, Sam invented the, or gave Michael the idea. Of, we have another Shakespeare parable, yeah. uh, paradox.
1: Can I give you a theory? Sh- sure. I think Michael, like young Michael, already had those moves. And so <laughs> I like the idea that, that Sam starts doing his moves to him. And he's like, who the fuck snitched? <laughs> <laughs> who showed you that? I showed you those moves? Those are mine, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite dance move is the one where you go up on your on your toes with your knees bent and you kind of do that like you know that move. Yeah. You kind of make yourself an S,
0: but you're on your tippy toes. It looks real difficult. It's a cool move. Have you done it? I've attempted it. I want to try it because I'm like, do I have the toes for it? Mm. But I probably don't. How's your ballet? Bad. Did they have to uh, ask Michael Jackson for any permission for that? Do you think? I it's guess a not. Figure, if it's just no. dance moves that. Yeah. He does.
1: I mean, again, perhaps if they had actually said, like, this is future pop star, <laughs> uh, uh, future king of pop, Michael Jackson, then maybe, but they yeah. just, there's a little kid dancing and they call him Michael. That's not copyrighted in any way.
0: What year are we in? 61. Oh, okay. I kept saying 50s and I was thinking yeah. it was 50s again. Well, I mean, the 50s but
1: went on into like 64 or something.
0: I guess that scans with Michael Jackson's age. Sure. Yeah,
1: I think he was. In I think he was,
0: Early 60s that yeah, he was Yeah, I think he was born around Five.
1: 55 or so. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: In that vicinity. Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: Okay. So, anyway, uh, he leaves the bathroom with the other two kids who are dressed like him. And uh, Sam goes into the stall. And I think Al is in the stall with him for some yes. reason. That's weird.
0: Kissing, like you said. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're in the kissing. bathroom kissing.
1: Um, and then uh, Bob and his father come in and just start to give exposition of you're not going to the Peace Corps, right? Yeah, no, I'm not going to the Peace Corps. I'm going to make her marry you. I'm cutting you into the business.
0: Yeah, just happily being like, oh, good, because, uh, you know, you're you're my new partner. And they're, like, just joshing around and tussling each yeah. other. And, have like, you
1: told have you told Cheryl yet that you're not going to the Peace Corps? No, I'm going to tell her after the wedding. Well, that's a good idea, because we don't want her to know that.
0: It's, come he's, on. That's like when, uh, you know, uh, your mom wanted to go to university, so I just knocked her up.
1: Oh, God, I forgot about that line. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. What? Oh. Yep. Come on.
0: Life hack for, for all <laughs> you misogynists out there. Just knock her off.
1: <laughs> that's bad. Oh, boy. Chris and Lee does <laughs> not endorse this message. Yeah, so that's it's a bummer. Uh, but then they leave. Sam doesn't confront them in the bathroom. Instead, he goes to Cheryl and says, this is what I just overheard in the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess we don't see that. We just we uh, we just see, we see Cheryl. Cheryl storming up to Bob and saying, "Like, is this true?"
0: Yeah. Are are we going to the Peace Corps? And, and he says, of uh, course, sure we are. Like, sure, whatever definitely. else.
1: Uh, and then he says, uh, "He like, was he, basically, yeah." Uh, she says, "You know, Cam just heard you in the bathroom," and he goes, oh, "I was humoring my dad." Um, I'm I'm waiting until because he bought us a house and uh, and that's so nice that I uh, told him I was going to join the business but then after the wedding I'm going to tell him no we're actually going to the Peace Corps like his story is I mean obviously we know because we're it's a TV show we know whom he's lying to but it's in one of those things where he's told his dad I'm joining the business he's told Cheryl I'm joining the Peace Corps and he's told each of them that he's lying to the other yeah and either one is technically plausible. So she actually buys it for the time being. She says, okay, well, I guess I believe you.
0: Yeah, and says, like, knock it off, Cam, or stand down.
1: Whereas Al starts randomly going,
0: race him for pinks! Which I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Racing. What is racing for pinks, for and pinks. you knew yeah. exactly because I
1: have watched Greece. Um, yeah, but that's the. Uh, uh, and again, it's one of those things that if you know it, you know it, and if you don't, then like you're fucking lost because it's it's a gibberish expression.
0: Yeah,
1: race them for pinks. Pink is not a noun, first of all.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but yeah, pinks are pink slips. That means the ownership of the car. So if you race for pinks, it means you're betting your car that you can win the race. But at this time, I'm like, what does this have to do with the current situation? Like, we're in this thing where, like, Sam's got to stop them from getting married. Uh, uh, It doesn't seem like he's succeeded. So now Al is just being like, race your car. And I, I don't really see what, uh, what's what the plan is here.
0: Yeah, and for me, who didn't understand that phrase, you just see Dean Stockwell shouting, "Race him for pinks! Race him for pinks! <laughs> race him for pinks!" So I'm like, <laughs> "Do you need a
1: minute?" Um, but then Al quickly explains, like, "This is the idea. Um, you're you're gonna win this race, thereby annoying uh, Bob so much that he's gonna lose his temper, and Cheryl will see who he truly is."
0: Which is a stretch. Thank God it paid off, like, real good, because,
1: wow. I mean, you're assuming, one, that he can win the race. Two, that it's going to successfully piss him off. Yeah. Three, that he's going to be so pissed off that he's going to, like, fucking, like, destroy you. And four, that Cheryl will see, and that will change your mind. You could make the argument of, like, hey, just piss him off so that he'll lose his temper on you. Like, that's plausible. But to me, I would be like, do it now. Don't challenge him to a race. Like, piss him off right now. At the
0: wedding rehearsal. Yeah, That would be a perfect time in front of everyone. Yeah, do it right now. But instead, we've got to have a race. Got to do it, because that's the thing that'll make him the most mad. Well, the other thing I was going to say is, isn't she aware? Like, he clearly has hurt her.
1: Yeah, she knows that he's an asshole. Um... (laughs) I guess two things. I mean, uh, the way the episode plays out is that Sam does win the race and Bob literally tries to murder him by running him over with the car. So,
0: like, yeah, that is fair enough. You can argue fair that enough. A it, she's it escalated to a crazy level. Yeah.
1: Um so A you could argue like oh she cares so much about her brother that like this has kind of finally opened her eyes to what he's really like and B that murder is like a lot. That's bad. Yeah. Murder is bad. Um but but uh going back uh Sam says like I'll I'll, I'll race him but like I can't win my his car is much much faster than mine and Sam, Al gives him the idea of uh injecting nitrous oxide into the engine which it hasn't been invented yet again sam's going to invent this thing
0: yeah and if you do it too much the car will explode the car
1: will explode so So, good thing we have a 13 year old girl rigging this up yeah yeah (laughs) nothing against 13 year old girls but oh no (laughs) but like they're not the person to be trusted with this task
0: you can probably have only had a maximum six years of experience and even then, that's assuming you started working on cars when you were six or seven. Yeah. Which uh, I don't trust.
1: I don't trust. And also, like, this is the first time this has been done ever. Like, I'm sure the first time in real life that that happened, it was in a laboratory at that's Lamborghini. <laughs> like, Yeah. But no, it's just going to be Sam, who we know. Jill, who knows a lot about cars, and Sam, who has Swiss cheese memory. Mm-hmm. But we do get this um, romantic... In quotation marks, scene of them installing the nitrous in the car. Yeah, and I think was this the point where we looked up at the age of this actor? No, I guess it was nope. in the, we waited was in the until Drag the Race. End. But yeah, they're crawling around the car uh, f- from the back seat where the canister is up to the front seat where the controller is, and they're just going back and forth in very close proximity.
0: Hmm. Yep. It. Uh, this is where we. Started to get a little more concerned. Yeah, we
1: started to worry a little bit about this episode. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So they install it and then we cut to the drag race.
0: Yeah. Where they show up, he's in the car with Jill. Yeah, she, and she drove with Jill. Cheryl's in the car with Bob. Yeah. Sam makes... Sam makes Jill get out of the car, yeah. but Jill wants to race with him. But he's like, "No, you got to get out." Because
1: Sam knows how dangerous this uh, uh, nitrous oxide could potentially be, so he doesn't want her in the car at all.
0: And drag racing in general. Oh, true. Like, that too. You know, reliable to crash or something. So you mm-hmm. know, like maybe get the thirteen-year-old girl out of the car. Sure. Uh, Cheryl goes to leave, and Bob's like, "You stay here. Like this is the best view, or whatever." This is the She's best seat like, in the house. I want to watch. She's like, "Well, I want to watch." He's like, "Well, this is the best seat, baby." It's like, okay, so Bob doesn't care if Cheryl gets hurt, and Sam does care if Jill yeah, gets hurt. We that's... get it, Donald. We get it. Sam's a nice guy. Go but ahead.
1: then uh Sam tricks uh Bob into getting Cheryl out of the car by calling him chicken. hmm A wily Is it to maneuver. Chicken to
0: drive alone, Are you chicken to drive alone. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Bob's response would be like, get out of the he car.
1: He doesn't even fucking look at her. He's just like stares Sam get dead in the, the eye car. and says, get out of the car.
0: <laughs> Pulls his flask out and I takes uh, a nice long sip.
1: What is it? Is it um, <laughs> Back to the Future where um, Michael J. Fox can't abide somebody calling him chicken? Is that a thing?
0: Probably. I've somebody, seen it once.
1: Somebody calls him chicken who's like, health fucking dare you
0: oh apparently people hate being called chicken it's so funny this is something when i was young like i remember people would like like you know when your friends are like wait are you too scared to do this or like and when you and like whenever my friends would be like shits to me as friends are sometimes when you're a kid i would just be like no i'm (laughs) i'm sitting down i don't care yeah they'd be like wait so i guess you're too scared i'm like sure
1: I'm terrified. I
0: literally don't care what you think.
1: Like, not <laughs> they... only am I afraid of that, I'm afraid of six other things in this situation that <laughs> I... you don't even know about.
0: <laughs> I really owned my cowardice as a, <laughs> as a youth. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I had no no care about it. I'm like, you're stupid.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid of, like, climbing over that fence, and I'm also afraid of this conversation we're having right now. <laughs> I'm afraid of all human interaction. Just leave me alone.
0: Yeah, it was a real spoil sport. (laughs) What if
1: they literally thought you were like a literal chicken? (laughs) Like, oh, you know Chicken Boo from Animaniacs? I don't remember. Do I remember Chicken Boo? Uh,. I did
0: love Animaniacs, but First it's been of all, so long. Chicken
1: Boo was the six-foot-tall chicken who kept dressing up as humans, and then at the end of every episode, like his disguise would fall off and be like, oh my god, this surgeon who just
0: saved my life is a chicken? Get the fuck out of here, Chicken Boo. <laughs> god, Leech, that just took me... You know the moment where you remember something suddenly from your childhood mm-hmm. that you haven't thought about for years? That's where that took me. Also
1: Chicken Boo. I'm
0: like, I remember the chicken now.
1: Chicken Boo was also the best theme song of any of the Animaniacs bits. It was How did so it go, good. Lee? Chicken Boo, Chicken Boo, <laughs> well, why don't you act like the other chickens do? You wear a disguise to look like human guys, but you're not a man, you're a Chicken Boo. <laughs> it's such a good song. <laughs> that was I fucked beautiful. up the beginning of the melody, but you know, you get the idea. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. Do it again. <laughs> I'm going to Bob Fosse you on chicken
1: poop. <laughs> again. Five, six, seven, eight. Dun, 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 dun. Um, they race.
0: Yeah, they race. They race. they um, souping up the car with nitrous.
1: He wins the race because nitrous oxide goes very fast.
0: Nitrous uh, oxide goes very fast.
1: He gets out of the car. He's like and hugging he's like, Cheryl. Everybody,
0: right. I won! I won good race. I won good race. And then
1: <laughs> Bob tries to <laughs> murder him. He
0: tries to crash the car into... Yeah. He tries to hit him with the car, but there's also a, yeah. like a, a post behind yeah, him. Yeah, a pillar. Sam
1: a pillar. drives out of the way. They're doing it like by a aqueduct or something, so he drives into one of those... So
0: uh, he was going to smash him into a column. Yeah.
1: I think he... I, my, my, I have to assume that he knew... Cam was going to move out of the way and he was just trying to crash the car cuz cuz when he crashes the car he gets out of it and says here's your fucking pink slip. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: I think maybe that was So
1: the idea was to crash to trash the car to freak him out. To to and also to make his win worthless. But also like he tried to murder him. You
0: it's still attempted murder, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh as soon as that happens, yeah, somebody's like Cheryl's like, You tried to kill my brother? Like and takes off
1: her wedding. Ring. Absolutely
0: legitimate reason to call yep, off a wedding. Fair enough. But but it is funny when she's like, You just tried to kill Cam and he's like, Well I didn't, did I?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, do you really think you can save this situation, Obviously, Bob? it didn't work. We're still getting married tomorrow, right?
0: God. He's so uptight, Gerald. And, uh, yeah, she throws the ring away, and he goes to, he, like, grabs her and is getting violent with her. Mm-hmm. Sam hits him yeah, does real the, good. Go- the Dukes of Hazard slide
1: across the hood of his car and then punches him in the face.
0: Yeah, it was great.
1: Again, it's like t- Sam at his toughest. It was very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. And then uh, he's on the ground. And he's like, get him, guys. Yeah, just because his, friends. his
1: lackeys are there. And that he's like, get him. And they're like, yo, Jason that was. Jason Priestley sorry. Takes, a, oh, sorry. Yeah, go
0: ahead. <laughs> takes a cigarette out of his mouth. And he's like, no, nah, man, that wasn't a cool move. Or he something like that. Flicks the cigarette at, flicks at Bob. Flicks the cigarette at him, which uh, <laughs> was really cool. I also, and speaking I, of I, cool. <laughs>
1: that was It was cool. Jason Priestley, like, again, it's a small part in this. And I, oh, I
0: need to get back to him too. Oh yeah. yeah. I he forgot. just
1: he's such a cool-looking dude. Oh, like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If, like his acting was fine, but he's just like so fucking cool in this.
0: Yeah, his hair's great. Like he's He's so... a
1: guy he, he he knows how to hold a cigarette. Yeah. Pretty oh, good. Yeah. Pretty good. Not bad, Jason Priestley. Jason. Um at us. So after the fight breaks out and Bob is uh uh Sufficiently humiliated. Then we cut to the airport where um, Cheryl, Cheryl is, is leaving to the Peace Corps.
0: Yes, she's going to the Peace Corps. She has a really nice moment where she says goodbye to her brother. And, and you know, it's mm-hmm. very sweet.
1: It's very sweet.
0: I think I just wrote at this point, like, what a nice episode. Like, mm-hmm. normally, I, it's not that I eschew things that are... Well, I for sure eschew things that are, like, Sentimental. intense. No. Oh, I see. No, like... Uh, like yeah, things that are a little bit too violent or, you know...
1: Says the horror podcaster.
0: No, I don't like slashers. Mm-hmm. I don't like, like, um like uh, my partner's watching uh, Peaky Blinders right now. Mm-hmm. And I can admit that it's good. Like, I can watch it and be like, this is good. Or like Breaking Bad. I'm like, yeah, it's a great show. And he, like, really wants me to get into these shows with him. And that's great. Like, you know, I'm all for it. But, like, I wouldn't rewatch Breaking Bad. I can I can admire it and be like the script is good but it's just a bit intense for when I want to like chill out for a bit and I didn't used to be like that I think that adulthood made me (laughs) be like I'm watching tv to feel better yeah you know you know what I mean Sure. no I
1: feel the same way but my, my thing is like if I want to kind of curate the the media I consume like I don't want stuff that's going to make me feel bad and and depress me and stuff.
0: Cuz different things scare different people and maybe for me reality reality is really scary.
1: I guess like probably for some people like cringe comedy is the same thing like
0: Ooh, like yeah. Michael
1: Scott from The Office is essentially just like social horror.
0: <laughs> I love The Office so much. I've watched it a million times, mm-hmm. but whenever I get to the episode about about Scott's Tots,
1: um, oh right. I
0: can't I skip that episode every time cuz I'm just sure. like my cringe level my threshold for it is pretty high, but not high enough for the Scott's Tots episode. Oh, yeah,
1: that's really rough. Anyway. Yeah, going back to the episode. So I
0: wrote, this is a nice episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, I, I knew that Quantum Leap is probably not going to go get to, like, Breaking Bad level ever yeah. in terms of intensity. But um, I, I liked it. I thought it was a, a nice a nice way to tackle a story with domestic violence.
1: Sure. Yeah. Again, uh, we again. If I, I, now that I'm dissecting it after the fact, I'm like, okay, well, it's still, you know, like this man coming in and saving the day, which is never not going to be the case. Um, but, but again, it's. I mean,
0: but does he though? Because think about it like this: all he does is makes he exposes Bob's true the depth of Bob's rage and violence. Yep,
1: that's true. He doesn't
0: make, he doesn't come in and make Cheryl do anything. He doesn't even really like, he doesn't fight Bob and say like, you get out of town or else. Yeah,
1: that's true. You're right.
0: And then Cheryl, makes, Cheryl. lets her make the decision.
1: Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Cheryl is a, is a is a strong character in this. She's she's really likable.
0: Yeah, I think so. And like a, a pretty in-depth like, a pretty good picture of, of a person. Like, she's not defined by the abuse in her life. She mm-hmm. is defined by the fact that she wants to join the Peace Corps and make the world a better place yep. and, like, you know, help. And, and, and her politics and things like that. Yeah. It's, it's brought up several times. So she has this wonderful universe around her. It just also has this really unfortunate thing that she's about to marry this terrible person. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think this is one of the better ones. Yeah, I think in that ten way. out of ten, Donald. Until we get to the 13 oh, okay. year old So yeah,
1: um, as as um,
0: 10, out of the, ten out of ten, and then we go right back down to five.
1: As as Cheryl is uh, kind of leaving for her plane, she says, "Oh, I left you a present. Uh, go to the shoe shine stand outside to collect the present that I left for you there." Um, Kristen, what's the present?
0: I, I missed that line. I don't know why. Oh really? So hearing it now, I'm like, that's a that's a yikes from me. That's a big ol' um, yikes. That's a big ol' yikes from me, dog. I was I was, it was a cause... meme that I've just been exposed to <laughs> that I love. So the present is uh he goes out to the shoeshine stand and there is Jill, who mm-hmm. we have only seen wearing jeans and a man's shirt and, and a, a baseball cap, yep. cap and a ponytail. And she is in a like in a dress. Um her hair has been quaffed. Mm -hmm. She's wearing makeup. Uh, She, yeah. Like, think
1: of the costumes from Hairspray. That's what she looks like.
0: And uh, she's standing there waiting for him. Mm -hmm. And they talk. I think I missed the conversation because Leet and I knew where this was going. Yeah. So we immediately were like, let's quickly IMDB how old this actress was at Mm -hmm. the time. The actress was, in fact, Thirteen.
1: Thirteen. All this time we had been thinking the character was like 16 and the actor probably 18.
0: Turns out the actor is 13.
1: The character could still be 16 potentially, but the the actor, who gives a shit?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even interested right now in the Mm -hmm. character's age. Um, Because, yeah. Because the argument could then be made if Sam's... If Cam was young enough then cam is
1: 17 that was uh so said specifically. still real
0: bad even yeah um any anywho all this is to say that we were like oh no is scott bacula going? going to kiss this 13 year old actor mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is is a resounding yes. <laughs> they, they kiss
1: so hard.
0: At first we're like, maybe they will, but it'll cut right before their lips touch. Nope, their lips touch. And we're like, okay, maybe it'll just be a peck. Like I kept being holding out hope. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, nope, she is kissing him. Yeah. And he, t- to his credit, <laughs> if, if if he can have something to his credit in this, is uh, he looks very uncomfortable. Yep. And uh, he's not kissing back but he's not but pulling she away is. oh yeah she is she sure is
1: so- and then we looked up scott bacula's age scott Bakula is 35
0: yeah i mean in my opinion i'm like if he's not under 18
1: it's all the same
0: <laughs> it's all bad yeah um because then at first i was like well it's even worse if you know you were saying maybe in the World of the show, he's supposed to be like 42 instead. And at first, I was like, Oh, that makes the ending even worse. But I'm like, I'm no. not going to quibble between 35 and 42 when it comes he to kissing 13 year olds.
1: Ripple her age. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough. It's rough. Audience, we're, we're all friends here. <laughs> you know me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've listened to, you've, you've listened to, uh, 7 7 episodes with us. You know, you know you us know now. Us. You know us by
1: now. We're pretty accommodating of this show. Are we'll will we? <laughs> we'll forgive a lot because it's charming.
0: Yeah. But god damn it. I, who who approved this? It immediately made me think of Phantom of the Opera because I heard that when she was originally cast, Emmy Rossum was 14. Mm-hmm. I think obviously when they shot it it took You know, that was like right when they cast her. So she was probably like maybe 16 by the time. I I don't know. Um, But I was 14 when Phantom of the Opera came out. And I learned that fact. And I was furious because I was like, it should have been me. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I should have obviously been Christine, even though I cannot sing like that or whatever. Um, Just because it's like, ooh, Patrick Wilson and Gerard Butler. Like she got to smooch all these... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fine
1: pieces of man <laughs>
0: fine 35 year old men like and now that I'm older uh, I look back in horror <laughs> at that whole thing and I look at this 13 year old and Scott Bakula and uh, that's rough it's rough it's real bad it's hard as an adult to to look at that
1: and again like I, I have to assume, like imagine like Again, you're you're Scott Bakula, and you're reading this Ugh. script, and you're like, okay, so um, I'm supposed to kiss this girl. She's probably 16. They'll hire a... Well, I mean, with this show, they'll hire a 30-year-old actor. Like, I'm cool. And then you show up on set, and,
0: and this, this is a child.
1: Pattern. This is a child. She's 13 years old.
0: Her tutor's over there, because yeah. of the union rules or whatever. Yeah, she like. can
1: only work three-hour days.
0: <laughs> yeah, like... That's her mom. Her mom like waves and hi, I'm Deb. <laughs> and he goes, Deb are you? Oh, Deb. Deb, can we You couldn't find a young looking 18-year-old? You
1: couldn't have found an 18-year-old actor. Like, honestly, you auditioned how many actors for this part.
0: Yeah. And you're
1: like, oh, we need her. <laughs> we
0: need this Jill. We found our Jill. Have you read the script? <sighs> Guys, guys. I also it's no. been a rough couple episodes for me and Lee. Last yeah. week we were so uh, caught up with the color of truth, and and in this one, it, it, it. this was such a sweet episode until until that. that yeah, I hope next week's episode is. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, um, I do, I do. Oh, yeah. Before we get to next week's episode, I do have one other thing, which yes, might, it might end on a little bit of a lighter note which is imagine you're Sam, okay? Okay. You're there to prevent I'm you're there to prevent your sister from marrying this guy. Mm-hmm. You prevent your sister from marrying this guy. The next thing we cut to is her at the airport. It has been several days. Yeah. And you're just living your life as a 17-year-old boy in 1961. Like what are you doing for those th- like that's Assuming a good point. They didn't have airplane tickets. They weren't actually going to go. So she bought tickets. Yeah. It's at least a week.
0: Well, maybe back in the 60s it was a bit different. She's
1: flying to Tonga. All there right. can't be okay. that okay, many okay, flights.
0: <laughs> and like
1: They had to go to a they had to go to a fucking um travel agent.
0: That's true. And if you're like going to join the peace corps, I'm sure there's a a schedule. A schedule. You know that a psychic once told me. <laughs> I
1: can't wait to see where this is going.
0: <laughs> that I was going to join the Peace Corps. And <laughs> did you? No, not yet.
1: All right. Well, I <laughs> mean, she was like, "I see it." I guess we'll later. Find
0: out. I see. I see you joining the Peace Corps for several years, and I was like, "What?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. No. Anyway, the point is, Sam. For all he knows, he's done. Right. Yes. And now he just hasn't left and he's at no point does he seem worried about this. We I mean we just get this like one small epilogue, but they should be like,
0: Jesus, Al, why haven't I left yet? Al, like go back to ask like like ask Ziggy what else could possibly be done. I don't wanna stay here. Yeah. My dad is always in his underwear. My mom is always creepily shouting my name. My from arm another is room. so bruised. This little girl just keeps hitting me. There's a thirteen-year-old who's in love with me. Bob still lives like two two doors down, and Bob. He drives by and like drags his finger across his neck like he's gonna kill me. I I need to leave.
1: Bob's dad like showed up drunk and pissed on my house. <laughs> This is the worst time period and I don't know why I haven't left.
0: <laughs> is this the rest of my life now? And
1: also like the thing that caused him to leap was kissing this girl. Does that mean like in the in alpha timeline um like Cheryl like set them up like she told uh uh Jill to meet him at the shoeshine shine stand. Uh, and in, in, I guess it wouldn't be Alpha Timeline because Alpha Timeline is the one where Cheryl got married and whatever. But in, as this played out, if Sam hadn't been there, they wouldn't have kissed and they wouldn't have gotten together. Is that what they're saying?
0: I guess. And the other thing is, is, uh, this throws away our entire notion that this episode is the most well-written in terms of things paying (laughs) off. It's like, I mean, yes, but then all of that is thrown in the garbage for this ending, this horrible ending.
1: <laughs> or maybe the the, the opposite or the, the, the only alternate possibility is that um, he was, in fact, there to get Cheryl to to go join the Peace Corps. And then <laughs> kissing Jill was his reward. And like God time fate or whatever was like, OK. <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> smoochy, smoochy.
1: So you, you did a good you job, did a Sam.
0: You a little for you, Sam.
1: <laughs> Your reward is that you get to smooch this young, young girl. <laughs> also, we—I just discovered this past week that we're almost at the end of season one.
0: I can't believe
1: it. Next week is our last episode I feel of the like season. We just met
0: these people. It's
1: only nine episodes long.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. So, um. Whew. Before we get to our prediction for next week, Mm. um, Kristen, tell me about "On a Dark, Cold Night."
0: It's a podcast where. um... No, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Great. It's a it's a horror podcast. I write a new story every week, and it's uh, told in a somewhat relaxing way. So you can either use it to creep yourself out or to go to sleep with.
1: Um, I also have another podcast. It's called the Pitch Off Project. It's a funny movie improv.
0: It's very funny. And it's a movie improv.
1: And it's a podcast.
0: It's very good. Um.
1: So do you remember where we uh, where we leap into?
0: Yes. It looks like a private eyes office. It does. Um. So I'm gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing like a suit that would also sort of you know, go with this uh, film noir kind of theme. It
1: looks very noir.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks very noir. So uh, let's Mm, see.
1: There's a dead body on the floor.
0: Oh, that's important. Yeah, Yeah.
1: there's a a guy, it looks like he's got three (laughs) bullet holes in his back and Sam is standing there holding a gun.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I think he's a private eye and uh, it's the whole thing where like that guy like snuck into his office to to kill him. But... um, because he's a good private eye, he got to him first and killed him. But when himself... you say good
1: private eye, you don't mean, like, on a moral scale, but just he's good at his job? Um,
0: Yeah, I'll withhold judgment on his morality, but I do think it was self-defense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think this guy attacked him, so he shot him three times in the back. <laughs> so that sounds right.
1: Yeah, um... that's how that
0: works. <laughs> that's how self-defense works. That's self-defense, d- self-defense yeah. It'll be interesting because within the... The world without Sam, there was a mystery that the private eye was solving. But now that Sam has leapt into this private eye, the additional mystery is him trying to figure out what the mystery is. Double oh, mystery. Double that's,
1: mystery. That's fun. He <laughs> spends like, uh, if we're talking like a 46 minute episode, he spends 40 minutes trying to figure out what mystery he's supposed to solve. And yeah. then immediately it, he's like, he's like Sherlock Holmes. is like, oh, well, it was clearly that guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has to solve the mystery of what is the mystery, and then he has to solve that mystery. Double mystery. Double mystery. Oh, well. well, That's it for this episode of Oh Oh Boy, Boy, It's it's Kristen Kristen and Leet. Leet. Bye. Goodbye.